Hello, and thank you for listening to the Get Birth Confident podcast. I'm your host, Nicola Moss. I'm a hypnobirthing teacher and founder of Get Birth Confident. In this podcast, I consider what it takes to feel confident about giving birth and share loads of practical tools and tips to use in your pregnancy and labour, plus guest interviews and inspiring birth stories. It's time to get birth confident. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Get Birth Confident podcast, episode four. I am actually astounded that I have managed to create and continue, maintain this podcast while it's been the summer holidays. Um, And we're actually heading into the final week of the summer holidays now. This has been my first summer holidays officially because my son started school last September and I didn't know how it was going to be, if I'm honest. Uh, But it's actually gone really quickly and because I've been working as well, it's you know, we've kind of, we've done some fun days out and things, but it hasn't been too intense, uh, which I was a bit worried about. Um, I was a bit worried that me and my son might end up falling out because when we spend lots of time together, there's often more, I'm not going to say arguments, but spats. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to getting back to our school routine in about a week. So yes, all will be good and it'll be easier to do the podcast as well. Right, over to this week's episode then. I want to talk about going overdue because there's quite a good chance that you'll go overdue and people often find it quite a tough time mentally. You know, there's a high chance it's going to come up. So I want to give you some tips about how you can approach going overdue. Now, before I talk about going overdue and my tips, it's probably a good idea if I talk about due dates. Now, the main thing to know about due dates is that they really are a guesstimate. Firstly, no one knows for sure what the exact human gestation is. And in fact, due dates are set differently in different countries. So, as you may be aware, in the UK, it's at 40 weeks gestation. But in France, it's actually 41 weeks. And even in Kenya, it's 43 weeks. So actually, the truth is that a truly accurate, universal way of working out someone's pregnancy term is impossible because we're all individuals. So even if they could work it out, how would they know that someone's was going to be the same as another's? All of us are likely to have different gestations and even have different gestations with each pregnancy. Secondly, the way that a due date is given is through taking measurements of your tiny baby when you're around 12 weeks pregnant through a scan. And this is not an exact science, okay? So two sonographers could come up with slightly different measurements, which could then change the estimated due date. So actually calculating your due date from a scan, it could be one week, give or take. So it could be up to a week out. And there was actually one study that assessed the accuracy of dating scans by looking at people who had conceived via IVF and therefore they knew their date of conception. And they found that on average, the scan put their due date three days ahead of what it should have been. So that's the first thing to note. Due dates are just guess dates. So think of it in those terms. It's just an estimate. 
The second thing to know is that statistically, you are more likely to go, quote, overdue. So in fact, 86% of babies are born after their due date. So in terms of my tips, tip number one is expect to go overdue. People often think of their due date as a deadline and then they get disappointed when they go past that date. But if you assume your baby will be, quote, late, then it's a big mindset shift and that can really change the way that you react to it happening. And if you can stay chill about it, you'll be more likely to go into labour anyway because stressing about it is not going to help. If you feel stressed, then you could release adrenaline, which could tell your body that you're not ready to go into labour yet. So actually chilling about it and saying, I expect to go overdue, can really have a positive impact on your body. And tip number two is to keep your actual due date to yourself or tell a white lie. So there's nothing worse than being overdue and getting constant messages from people saying things like, any signs, any twinges, any news? I've been on the receiving end of that and it is, it's irritating and it adds pressure. So by not giving people your exact due date, that can just take that pressure off. So that could be either by being vague. So you could say, oh yeah, I'm due around the end of October or end of October, beginning of November-ish. Or if you feel that you want to give people a date, then a tip is to tell a little white lie and add two weeks onto your due date. So whatever your due date is, add two weeks onto that and give that as your due date. If you've already told people your due date, then I've known people just to tell another little white lie and say, oh, I've had another scan and they've changed my due date to X date. So you could consider doing that as well. If you've already told people and you're listening to this thinking, oh no, I don't actually want people to know my due date, then that is something that you might want to consider. Tip number three is as your due date gets closer, Grab your diary or your calendar or an app, whatever it is that you use to plan your life and then plan in something nice for every single day that you might be overdue. So for the two weeks after your due date, plan in something every day. Assume it's going to be two weeks and that's going to help in two ways. Firstly, it'll help as a distraction, okay, because there's a tendency once you go past your due date, to start feeling really antsy and impatient. You know, no judgment here. Of course you're going to, you know, as soon as you know that your baby is due around now, you're going to start thinking, come on, I want to meet them. But actually planning nice things will help to keep you occupied and give you something to look forward to. Secondly, doing things you enjoy, spending time with people you love, it's all going to be great to get the oxytocin flowing. If you remember back to previous episodes, that's the hormone needed in the bucket load for labour. Now, you'll either have a couple of weeks of fun or your baby will arrive and you'll have to rearrange your plans. This is one of those win-win situations. So just to give you a few ideas of some things that you could include in your two weeks, it could be going out for lunch, you know, if you've got a few friends that might be off work, maybe they're on maternity leave or they work shifts and they're around in the daytimes, then you might be able to have a fair few lunches out or even lunches in you know just seeing your friends going having a picnic 
going around for coffee, just spending time with people that you really gel with can be really, really good for oxytocin and as an amazing distraction. You could get a pregnancy massage, reading a book, you know, if that's something that you enjoy doing or doing something physical like swimming or a stroll in the countryside or the beach, the woods, whatever suits you. Getting your hair done, sitting in a coffee shop with a cuppa and a book or whatever it is, a bit of knitting if that's your thing, crochet, having some cake if you're in the coffee shop, I would say it's optional but advised. Um, going to the cinema, baking, the options are really endless. Whatever you enjoy to do, a mixture of all those things will be really, really lovely to do. Now, tip four is linked to this and it's to really soak in your life as it is now. So whether it's your first or a subsequent baby, life will never be the same again once they're born. So if this is your first baby, this will be a huge change for you. So really take the time to be able to sit in peace. You know, go out for dinner with your partner if you can. Get your nails done or your hair done. Things that you like to do, things that are going to be more difficult at least for a while after your baby's born then it's a great opportunity to soak in doing those things. If you're a subsequent parent, then get some quality time in with your older child or children before your attention is split further. So just really, really soak in those moments. And tip five is to enjoy the anticipation. I think most people would agree with me that the lead up to Christmas, the anticipation, the build up, that's all just as much a part of the Christmas experience as Christmas Day itself or those few days around Christmas. So actually embracing the anticipation of meeting your baby can be really special and exciting. Plus, when you do finally lift your baby into your arms, it'll feel all the sweeter if you've had a bit of an extra weight. And tip six, which I think is my final tip, is to use the time productively. So whether that's doing some more birth prep bits or dotting the I's and crossing the T's on your birth plan or getting some final nesting done. If you if you have the urge to do some nesting, if you want to get down and scrub those skirting boards or whatever it is, then go with it. Go with the urge to nest because actually I found more when I had my first because I had more time but um, I really enjoyed getting my life admin done. Life admin is the bane of my life and once you have children it's just it's one of those things that just becomes more difficult you know you end up putting it off and putting it off and there's always distractions and I just found it a really amazing experience to just get those things off my plate. Things that when I was working full-time had that I'd found it hard to do the life admin as well and when I had a little bit of time before my baby came I used that I wrote a list of all the things that I just wanted off my plate before my son arrived and I just found it a game changer so that could be something that you do as well nesting doesn't it might not be nesting in the sense of preparing for baby it might just be getting some stuff off your plate that you've been meaning to do for a while and the final thing I just wanted to mention is that it's likely that induction will start to be talked about as you approach your due date or around the 40 week mark. And it can be very common for your midwife to suggest at your 40 week appointment, if not earlier, that you should get an induction date in the diary just in case. Now, if you want to do that, 
that's absolutely fine. But just to say that it's not compulsory to set an induction date at that stage or ever. But some people find that doing that adds a lot of pressure and may therefore actually be counterproductive because it could delay you going into labour. If you set this deadline and you feel that pressure and you start worrying that the deadline is looming, getting closer, it could actually prevent you from going into labour because, as I mentioned earlier, it could release adrenaline. So it's perfectly acceptable to just say that you want to hold off doing that for now. And also, just accepting induction is completely your shout as well, so it's never compulsory. If an induction is offered, ask for the benefits and the risks, what the alternatives are, really think about it, chat it through with your birth partner, think about what your intuition tells you, weigh up your options and make your decision. There's a whole other podcast that I could do about induction and I'm sure I will at some point because it's a very meaty topic. There's a lot of things to consider, a lot to talk about and induction is very common now. It now makes up over a third of births in the UK so it's a really important topic to think about. And that brings me to the end of today's episode so thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you haven't already rated the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would do so. It takes just a few seconds, but it really does make a huge difference. If you could spare an extra minute or two to write a quick review, then that would be extra fab. Plus, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I'll be back next week with more tips for getting confident for birth. Bye!